0: Traversing the fields of geekdom. How about you? Climbing the mountain of pop culture. Who wants to play video games? And defeating the dark lord of social media. It's The Geek Show on 1470 and 100.3 WMBD. 1470 and 100.3 WMBD. This is The Geek Show. I'm your host, Corey Wara. The Geek Show is brought to you by Mega Replay. Peoria's best place to buy, sell, and trade movies, music, video games, video game systems, and electronics. You can visit them at the Metro Center or on Facebook. Mega Selection. Mega Savings. Mega Replay. Yes, how is everyone doing on this fantastic weekend? We're just, what, are we a week away? I think, yeah, we're a week away from Daylight Savings. That's always fun. Okay, not really. Just because I I also work in, during the week in the morning show, and I really hate going to sleep while the sun's still out. That's always weird for me, but uh, I hope you all are having a fantastic weekend. This is The Geek Show. Uh, the Geek Show is broken down like this. We'll start off with news of the week, a little bit of this, a little bit of that in the geek world. I have some hilarious news in the world of. Uh, Science I have some sad news in the world of uh conventions and just a little mix of here and there. Oh, and I have one thing, an item that I just want to have to say I own it but it costs a lot of money. We'll explain that in a second. Then after that, we'll take a break and we'll come back. We'll go to the land of movies where we we'll talk about the latest in the world of movies and TV shows. We got some reviews, we got some news and uh, some interesting, well, not really interesting, some uh, worrying news from one of the biggest CEOs in the film industry uh, said something that is worrisome when it comes to movie theaters. Then after that, we'll take a break for news. When we come back, we'll go to Corey's tech corner, the latest and greatest in the technological, world including one that should make everyone happy because we're taking a piece of technology and mixing it with candy it's really cool and then we'll take a break after that and we'll end the show with the top five list of the week it is the top five most important pieces of audio that i think you should be aware of we got two trailers a surgeon and a singer And another one. I don't remember what the other one is. So stick around for that. But for right now, let's get into the news of the week. And let's start off with science, because who doesn't want to go to space? I want to go to space. Uh, There is a Japanese billionaire named Yusaku um, Mizawa. Uh, He is a billionaire Japanese fashion CEO, and he paid big bucks to Elon Musk and SpaceX. SpaceX to be included in the first seats on a Starship spacecraft for a trip around the moon in the year 2023. And he was recently teasing out to his audience, because he's a big social media guy, uh, that he has something uh, regarding a journey coming soon. Well, the mystery is solved because he proclaimed on Tuesday that he is offering anyone a a shot at joining his crew. So the mission known as dear moon will involve 10 to 12 crew members with eight slots available for the general public. You can apply via the missions website and the CEO Mazawa, appears to be aiming for a swift timeline because pre-registration is scheduled to be due by march 14th so if you want to go into space you need to do it before march 14th then there will be initial screenings that will be conducted on march 21st the website claims that the more successful applicants will receive final interviews and medical checkups by the end of may of 2021 so i mean really really quick between then and the launch date it will be focused on training for that mission. The only two qualifications required for the applicants are that they push the envelope towards improving society and that they will support other crew members who do the same. The remaining crew members will hopefully consist of individuals qualified with some sort of science degree and mechanical degree. I would hope because, you know, if you're on a giant, basically a giant flaming piece of metal i would hope that there are some people on there uh that can help if something happens but uh do you think i could i could pull off saying okay you know what the geek show i am pushing the envelope with the geek show and i'm improving society via the geek show Probably not. And in all honesty, I don't know if I would want to go to space. Like, would you want to be the first person to go into space? Like, uh, maybe I'll be the second or third person. I don't want to be the first person. I think that would just freak me out too much. Uh, In some sad news, uh, San Diego Comic-Con, E3, and the Anime Expo, which are all some of the biggest geek gatherings uh, probably in the world, uh, has announced that they are going to not have an in-person event For the second time in its 50 years, obviously the first time was last year during COVID. So they announced that the show will not go on, at least in person, and that all of these events will be moved to a digital-only event. Hopefully they will do a better job than last year because the San Diego Comic-Con was a little bit messy when it came to online presence and everything. But uh, there will be a virtual event, like I said, for Comic-Con on July 23rd to 25th, and organizers are planning a three-day in-person convention, hopefully for November of this year. But they're clear that the full, whole event itself has been postponed until next year. So maybe, I know California is not doing so hot right now with COVID, but they're hoping that maybe they can plan something in November. Uh, they are offering refunds and rollovers as appropriate. And uh, yeah, uh, they are going to hopefully come back in 2022. I hope we can, because that's one of the cooler events of the year. And I know that a lot of geeks uh, go to these events because their friends are there. And maybe they don't have friends at home. Uh, it's always fun to go to one of these events to... To be surrounded by people just like you who love the stuff that you love so i highly recommend that everybody go to one one in their lifetime uh even me uh, mr social anxiety or not social anxiety social awkwardness uh it's a lot of fun it's a lot a lot of fun and it's all some cool celebrities Next up, Nintendo. Nintendo is, they haven't officially announced it, but Bloomberg has come out and said that uh, there are leaks coming out from the Nintendo company about a new model for the Nintendo Switch, and that it will come before Christmas of this year. So they're reporting some more specifics about it, about the size of the screen, and even 4K possibility. So uh, the new model will feature, according to these leaks, an OLED screen made by Samsung, which will be seven inches across the current switch models are uh, 6.2 inches across and the 5.5 inches across for the light version and it will feature in handheld mode a 720p resolution perhaps more importantly the output when you connect it to your tv will jump the visuals to to 4k which is kind of insane when you think about the resolution change between 720p and 4k they are reporting that production on the new screens will commence in june and they're hopefully going to have at least a million units to ship around by the holiday season so uh, that's not a big surprise obviously nintendo goes their own route when it comes to things they're not trying to keep up with playstation and xbox when it comes to like the best graphics ever they're all about accessibility and and having a, uh, a, a device that everyone can use. And it's been rumored for a long time that they've been working on a new Nintendo Switch, like, pro version. And, uh yeah, it's it's really no surprise that this is coming, but uh, I'll be curious to see how they're going to integrate that. Will all of the new games be in 4K? But if you use a 4K game on a regular Nintendo Switch, will it downgrade for it? I don't know. There's a lot of uh questions that surround it, but we'll have to wait and see on that one. I always love new technology. I really don't want to buy a new piece of technology after all the craziness that I went through to get my PlayStation 5. Uh, next up, in the world of awesome, I want this so bad. It's so dumb, but I really want it. So there is a... Uh anime and a manga series anime is the uh cartoon show of it uh, manga is the book version of it for japan japan animation and it's called attack on titans one of the best animated shows out there it's really really good dark bloody not for kids at all but uh, they're known for their giant creatures well a company decided hey we like the concept of a of giant creatures so they're going to release a huge compilation of the first and steca- second installments of the uh, the series but this is a 96 page manga which might not seem like a lot but it is three feet high and it weighs 30 pounds I mean this is a beast 100 of these will be available to purchase through an online store in Japan and it will cost you 1350 and. tax not included. The goal, though, of all of this, I mean, it's really insane. Why would somebody sell a uh, 69-paged book that is three feet high and weighs 30 pounds? Their goal for doing this is they want to break the world record for the world's largest published manga title. It's currently held by a Brazilian comic, uh, but they're hoping that they can take that from uh, them. I really like collectibles and unique things. And the fact that they're only making a hundred of these is awesome. But one of the biggest things is when you are a collector, you run out of space really fast for things. And I don't know if I can justify a, a 30 pound, three foot book just sitting in the corner of my apartment. That would be really, really weird. And finally, I'm I'm mixed. I can't decide if I'm happy about this or concerned. But Mountain Dew is working with influencers on tiktok and they are premiering a brand new bob ross episode bob ross of course is the uh the joy of painting he's a painter he was on pbs and he is loved for his memes and for his abilities in painting but uh, mountain dew announced that they're going to premiere an episode that uh they call the lost episode but it's not a lost episode it's a brand new episode that they're using uh by having a person A body double, wear prosthetics and a wig, and the painter certified by the Ross Company. And using CGI and deep fakes, they are going to make the person look like Bob Ross. They'll have audio from all of his shows that he's done before, and it will essentially be a brand new one, but it won't be Bob Ross doing it so the episode will premiere tonight or today uh on youtube and it will include a long form tutorial on how to create a painting on a a dew inspired screen canvas during the premiere youtube viewers will be able to use the site to chat uh of course there will be 15 to 30 second tv spots for mountain dew so i don't know if this is a good idea and here's here's my reasoning behind it first uh Bob Ross is dead. I think we should respect the fact that he has passed on and uh, we shouldn't try to create something that he doesn't have his influence on. The second part of it is I don't want us to get comfortable with deep fakes because I am very concerned in this political world that we're in and this conspiracy theory world that we're in that deep fakes are going to become better and better and it's going to deceit people and potentially bad things could come out of it i don't want to get it in people's heads that deep fakes are good and uh, when you're uh using this the bob ross to uh basically market to kids It's worrisome. Maybe I'm overreacting, but in this world, you never know at this point. So, with that, you guys, we're going to take a break. When we get back, we'll go over some movie news, some reviews, and uh, something very concerning from one of the top CEOs in the film industry. This is The Geek Show on 1470 and 100.3 WMBD. Welcome back to The Geek Show. I'm your host, Corey Wara. How is everyone doing? This is a segment where we talk about the latest news in the world of movies, TV shows. And let's start off with a sad one. Uh, This one is uh, Alamo Drafthouse, which is a very popular chain, mainly down in the South, uh, has filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy. They announced a sale to a uh, fortress investment company. And uh, it's just sad because it's a Texas-based theater chain that became a favorite for... (laughs) Uh, movie fans and geek fans because they, first of all, they have a dine-in service, but they're also, uh, they push a very fan-forward approach to movies. They have all these events and it's very, they want you to come dressed up in characters. It's very friendly for the geek community. And, uh, they have been struggling like so many others during COVID. And they said that the agree- the agreement that they reached the sale of all of its assets will go to this new company. Uh, so it will be staying around but it will be different now that we'll be under new leadership. I'll be curious to see if the new leadership is going to change how they approach that. I think they should keep the fan centric uh, version of movie theaters. Cause I think that might be the future of movie theaters. Obviously things are changing because of COVID, but if you can invest in a movie theater chain, that is all about like geeks and communities getting together to watch and love the things that we see on the giant screen. I think it's good overall, but to add some uh, negativity out there comes this quote. So Disney, Disney is, I think, I think they own a little bit over 60% of the film market. Don't quote me on that one. Uh, it, it is a ridiculous amount of this, of the um, movie market that they own. And they are a powerhouse. They are the biggest film company and distributor around. Well, uh, the. An interesting thing happened during a virtual investment conference. The CEO, Disney CEO, Bob Chapek, mentioned that customers being impatient for releases because they had the luxury of an entire year of getting titles at home. Now, a couple things with that one. First, I don't like the word luxury because we were at home because of a pandemic. So maybe don't say that when people were dying. But uh, he went on to say he reasoned that going forward, he isn't certain how studios potentially get back into their old release habits post-COVID, considering that paying customers have gotten titles pretty much whenever they want them, he added. So not sure they 're going back, but we certainly don 't want to do anything that cuts the legs off of theatrical exhibition runs so that 's the biggest thing right now because look, movie theaters are not doing well at all right now, uh, still, half of the country is shut down, well, not fully shut down, but uh on top of that, we had an entire year of getting out of our regular habits and into new habits. And if there's one thing you need to know about us humans and us Americans, is that we have habits and we wanna stick to them. Don't interrupt our habits. And now that we're in this new world of new movies being released uh, online and in theaters at the same time, it's going to vastly change how we consume our media. And one of the big worries for movie theaters is obviously people won't come back. And that is going to be a fear. It's going to be a hard road for a little bit, but they need to evolve because I think there is definitely a need for movie theaters. uh, But at the same time, if companies can make their money back even faster than before, maybe even more, because if they distribute it through like Disney Plus, they're making all the money, not movie theaters making some of the money. So uh it, it's just it's worrisome because it's not a good sign for the movie theater industry. I know AMC Theaters announced uh, just last week they were opening up all of their theaters again, uh, but it doesn't look like people are rushing back to movie theaters. So it might be a little bit, but hopefully I'm really hoping that we can get back to some normalcy. Uh Maybe like he said, there won't be a, it won't go back to what it was before, but maybe a more emphasis on releasing it in theaters and at home at the same time will eventually lead to something. I think, uh like I said earlier with the Alamo draft house, I think movie theaters at this point need to change how they do their business. And I think focusing it and making it events and things that you want to go see uh, together with a community is a way that potentially uh, you could keep the theaters open and keep theaters going. I sure as heck don't want movie theater popcorn to go away. I can never get popcorn that tastes as good as movie theater popcorn. Uh, Some movies that released this week, Raya and the Last Dragon is the new uh, Disney animated film. And just like every other Disney animated film, it's doing crazy good. It's at 97% in the uh, Rotten Tomatoes score. Everybody's loving it. They're saying not only is the story beautiful, but also the representation of the characters is really strong and that kids will really enjoy it. Chaos Walking, which has to be one of the worst titles of all time. It's the new Tom Holland film. Uh, I talked about that movie before. That has a history of uh, lots and lots of reshoots. They made this movie, I think it was five years ago, and they just released it because it had Tom Holland in it. Tom Holland is the guy who plays Superman, and he made that film before he became huge with Superman, so they're hoping... That with Tom Holland's name on it, that people will go see it. That's a common thing. There are a lot of movies, you may not realize this, that get made and never released in theaters because it's not good or because they don't know how to market it. But then when a actor from that movie all of a sudden becomes huge and famous they'll send that movie out, even if they know it's terrible, just because of the name of that person. And uh, yeah, Chaos Walking is one of those films. It's at 25% on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, one you will definitely want to pass on. And the other one that opened up this week is SpongeBob, Sponge on the Run. I was really hopeful for this movie. And in all honesty, it's okay. It's at 67% on Rotten Tomatoes. You can only watch it if you subscribe to the new Paramount Plus, which is the CBS All Access. That is now under a new name, Paramount Plus. Yeah, mixed reviews. They're saying if you're kids, you'll love it. They're saying uh, it doesn't really do anything in regards to pushing the Spongebob mythos forward what is the Spongebob mythos? I have no idea. And before we hit the break I have to give a compliment to WandaVision they finally wrapped up their season I've heard nothing but great things I'm finally going to get Disney Plus for a month to catch up on that show and then on uh, the 16th of March we have Falcon and Winter Soldier which of course is another Marvel movie so Disney Plus is doing really really well and I've heard nothing but great things so if you're a fan of those shows. Uh WandaVision just wrapped up so you can catch up on that. And then we have Captain America with Falcon coming soon. With that you guys we're going to take a break. When we get back we'll go over Corey's Tech Corner. <laughs> the Geek Show. I'm your host, Corey Wara. Now, this is a segment I like to call Corey's Tech Corner, where we talk about the latest and greatest in the technological world, and I have a lot of stories to go over, but I want to start off with one that I think is brilliant, and I hope that maybe the United States could adapt to something like this. So, the the EU, the European Union, uh, just passed a law called the Right to Repair Law, and it requires technology to last for a decade. So, companies that sell Consumer electronics such as refrigerators, washers, hair drivers, TVs, whatever uh, in the UK or in the European Union will need to ensure that these goods can be repaired for up to 10 years. The change comes as a result of legislation from the European Parliament, which recently voted in favor of establishing a stronger right to repair rules. These rules should help reduce electronic electronic waste which has been increased due to the greater manufacturing and just the plethora of Uh, technology that is made every year so under the new rules manufacturers will have to ensure parts are available for up to a decade though some will only be provided to professional repair companies to ensure that they're installed correctly but on top of it new devices will also have to come with a repair manual to be made in such a way that they can be disassembled using conventional tools which they really can't be fixed anywhere else to improve recycling. So I think this is brilliant. Not only do uh, will it help with the environment, but I just love it for the fact that you are guaranteeing that your product will work for 10 years and that if something happens to it, there are parts available to go fix it. And on top of it... It, uh, new devices will have instruction manuals on how to disassemble it so you can fix it yourself obviously there will be professionals who can really uh, be able to tinker with it better but the fact that you're gonna you, that you have to be able to use conventional tools to do it I think that's really cool so I don't know the negatives about this I know technology companies probably won't like it because they constantly want you to keep buying the newest and latest product but I think this is a great law i mean i think it's something that we could all rally around because uh without a doubt phones are stupidly expensive i don't want to pay what a thousand dollars every year for a new phone and of course we had that apple incident where it turned out they were slowing down iphones uh purposefully to try to get you to buy a new one so i think this is really good obviously there are companies that would uh not be big fans of that but i think it's a win-win for everyone on that front Uh, Next up, this one's just crazy cool. Uh, A new AI called Deep Nostalgia. Now, you might have seen this. It's been trending pretty crazy on Twitter lately. But its goal is to bring old photos, including very, very old ones, to life. Uh, An AI-powered service called Deep Nostalgia that animates still photos have become a main character this week on social media as people try to create the creepiest fake video possible. So basically... This is a program from the company My Heritage and it will use AI to create an effect that will make still photos move. So the best way to describe what it would look like is if you have an iOS phone, an Apple phone, there is a feature on there called Live Photo Features, and it adds a few seconds of video to help the smartphone photographers figure out the best shot. So if you ever notice while you're using an Apple phone that your image moves a little bit, it's designed so that you can help make sure you have the perfect shot that you want. And it's basically taking that and using it for AI. So you can have pictures of your great-grandmother, your great-great-great-grandmother, or Abraham Lincoln. You can ha- put the photos in there, and the AI will make it so that they will move. I think it's cool. Uh, some people say it's creepy, which I can completely understand, but uh, they're not talking or anything. I think it's just a cool thing to have uh, just the visual of them moving. But uh, Next up, Microsoft. Microsoft is going to be... Uh, pushing big time when it comes to uh, passwordless access to your computer. So roughly 200 million people are currently using Microsoft service that have made the past, uh, made the jump past passwords. So basically um, Microsoft sells a little device that you will have on you all the time. And when you log into a computer, you will use that device, either plugging it into your computer or it will have a code on it that when you press, it'll give you a new code. And, that They want to use that as a way to uh, skip passwords so that it cuts down significantly, if not totally, uh, when it comes to passwords, because obviously there are hacks all the time. On The Geek Show, I talk about the latest hacks pretty much every week. And uh, the problem is, it turns out that we as humans are terrible when it comes to passwords. I'm looking at you people who put password12345, but uh, this device is... Basically, a security key. I know a lot of workplaces do that, especially while they're working at home. But they want to make this to a broader uh, audience to have everybody have their own. It makes sense. I mean, a lot of places want to start using um, bio, uh, biomedical, not biomedical, biological signs like your eye scan or your fingerprint to uh, skip the need for passwords. But I think this is a trend that's going to keep uh, happening and keep pushing. And I think Microsoft, if they're the ones that are going to leave the push on it it will probably catch some traction this one is very fascinating uh i've never heard of this company but i've heard uh well not heard i've read up on it and uh, i've heard some really good things about it so there is a browser company named brave and it is a search engine that is all about uh protecting your privacy and it is designed to uh, make sure that all the websites you visit and any of the searches you do under this browser will always be private. Well, this week, browser maker Brave has acquired a search engine project that prioritizes user privacy, a distinction that it hopes will set apart from Google. They're coming out and saying basically that, hey, we're going to take on Google when it comes to privacy because... That's an issue right now. Uh, It's something that we're going to be seeing a lot more of as uh, the EU, especially, has been doing uh, a lot to protect users' privacy, but it's slowly starting to trickle down over here. The startup hopes to pay users for seeing the ads like it does with its browser. Brave's existing browser-based ad system pays 70% of ad revenue to Brave users who opt into the system called Brave Rewards. Brave is unlikely to dethrone Google search anytime soon, but they hope to. Uh, Brave currently has as many 50 million monthly users at the end of the year, double the 25 users, uh, 25 million users it had before. It does not release any of the financial information, but uh, Google owns 90% of all searches on the Internet, period. Think about that. Of all the search engines, Google accounts for more than 90% of that. So that's insane. I think Brave will have a very, very, very long road. Uh, to go if they want to take on Google. But with that, Google announced that they will stop selling ads based on your tracked pr- browsing history. It's part of the search engine's push for privacy, according to the company. Uh, they will stop selling ads based on what you're browsing across the websites. So the company said uh, it's phased out third-party cookies next year, which will stop using tracking technologies to identify you as you move from site to site. Is it a uh, you know, I'm not a conspiracy theory guy, but it's kind of ironic and the timing wise that they would release this statement and say this uh, at the same time that that other browser was saying we're putting all of our uh, chips into. Uh, Privacy. So, I don't know. We'll have to wait and see on that one. Oh, I got one more. I have to do this one uh, because it's awesome. We'll end on a positive note, then we'll take a break. Polaroid, which is a company I never thought I would be talking about on The Geek Show, has made a 3D pen. And if you haven't seen those, it's basically like a giant ugly looking pen, but you're able to draw sculptures out of it because uh, the way that the pen works, you can make 3D images on just on your table. You don't need a paper or or, um, computer or anything. just makes it right in front of you. There's a long tube of plastic that you connect into it and you're able to draw on it. Well, Polaroid took that idea and introduced Candy. Out of the box, Candy Play 3D pen will sell for $50 and it comes with four strawberry flavored candy cartridges and you will be able to Oh, it should be noted that there are six other flavors, including orange, apple, grape, lemon, and cola. And you can use that to create 3D candy sculptures. Yes, that sounds awesome. I'm all in. (laughs) And with that, you guys, we're going to take a break. When we get back, we'll go over the top five list of the week. Welcome back to The Geek Show. I'm your host, Corey Wara. The Geek Show is brought to you by Mega Replay, Peoria's best place to buy, sell, and trade movies, music, video games, video game systems and electronics. You can visit them at the Metro Center or on Facebook, Mega Selection, Mega Savings, Mega Replay. And yes, welcome back to the very last part of the Geek Show, a quick little housekeeping. If you want to hear any of the previous Geek Show episodes, you can find it on Spotify, iTunes, uh the WMBD app, wherever you want, you can catch up on some of that geek goodness if you missed out on some. And what is the last segment? Well, the last segment of the Geek Show is all always this one of my favorite segments and that is the top five list of the week i got the five most important pieces of audio that i think you should be aware of and we got a good mix today so i'm not even going to tease you we're just going to go straight into it with number five Number five okay now you've probably already heard this a few times but this guy's representing Peoria so I gotta play it. Victor Solomon was on the voice and not only did he do a fantastic job, he blew away the the judges but also had a very uh, once in a lifetime thing that happened and I'll explain after this One day yeah. when the glory comes. It will be ours, it will be ours Oh, one day When the war is won We will be sure Yeah, so that was Victor Solomon representing Peoria. He was from Peoria. He goes to college right now in North Carolina singing a beautiful rendition of John Legend's glory. And I mentioned earlier that he did a a once-in-a-lifetime thing, and this is it. He sang a song by the judge John Legend. John Legend had never ever once in his career on the show, hit the button on anyone who sang a song of his. And that's a lot of pressure, because if you're going to sing a song with the person right in front of you who created it, you better be stinking good. And he is stinking good. So Victor Solomon, I believe he chose John Legend to be his coach. Don't quote me on that one. I'm pretty sure that's what he did. But uh, yeah, super, super awesome. We have some great, great talent in Peoria, especially in the art world. So I hope we can continue going with that. And Victor, we are all hoping the best for you. Number four. Number four goes to Michael B. Jordan in a new trailer for his newest movie coming to Amazon Prime. This is Tom Clancy's Without Remorse. What we know, Senior Chief Kelly is the third member to be attacked. Three perps are dead. Killed was his wife. They better hope he doesn't survive. Why that? He is more dangerous and effective than any man we have in the field. Yeah. So that was Tom Clancy's Without Remorse. It's coming to Amazon Prime on April 30th. No cost. You just have to be a subscriber to Amazon Prime. Uh, It looks a little bit generic, but you know what? If it's good, that's fine. John Wick was kind of generic in this whole story of, ah, you should have killed him. If you didn't, he's going to come back for revenge. But John Wick took that and ran with it. So if they can do that with Michael B. Jordan behind it, done. I'm in. Michael b jordan of course i think a lot of people would know him he played creed's son in the creed movies of the rocky franchise and uh he is a fantastic actor one that will definitely be one of the uh, iconic ones as he continues his career but like i said tom clancy's without remorse i can't say it without so- saying it like that it just sounds cooler <laughs> that's coming out on april 30th 2020 number three Number three, number three goes to Disney and Pixar. You know, if it's one thing I know about Pixar, whatever they make, it's going to be good, except for anything relating to the Cars franchise. I know, don't attack me. I'm just not a fan of that series at all. But this one looks absolutely beautiful. This is Disney and Pixar's Luca. do anything we just got to stick together we underdogs have to look out for each other right underdogs this is gonna be the best summer ever we'll ride down every road see the whole world together Yeah. So that is Luca. It's set in a uh, Italian village and it is about the story of these three kids. But two of them, when they are hit by water, well, not when they're hit by water, they are mermaids, but they only reveal themselves, their true nature, if water splashes on them. So as long as they're dry, they look like humans. Of course, the town they're living in happens to be anti uh, mermaids. They want to hunt mermaids down. So it's I think it's going to be a really cute tale about friends and uh, learning to accept each other. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited for it. Pixar does some fantastic work. And if it's one thing I know about Pixar, except for the Cars franchise, I think they're going to take this and it's going to be a really lovely movie, probably one that ends in some tears. Now, they said it's coming out in June of 2021 they did not state if it's coming to theaters or if it's coming to disney plus or either or i think it's all going to depend on where we are as we get closer and closer to june number two number two okay you might have heard this one too but i had to put it on there i love uh technology stories and this one's a bizarre one so a a sacramento surgeon had to make a court appearance and he did it while he was performing an operation, I'm not joking. Take a listen to this. So, oh, unless I'm mistaken, I'm seeing a defendant that's in the middle of an operating room, appearing to be actively engaged in providing services to a patient. Is that correct, Mr. Green? Yes, sir. Or what I should I say, Doctor Green? But I don't know that. Okay, that's so, okay. Um, I do not feel comfortable. Uh, for the welfare of a patient if you're in the process of operating that I would put on a trial, notwithstanding the fact that the officer's here today. What's, so I, have another, I have another surgeon right here who's doing the surgery with me, so I can stand here and allow them to do the surgery also. Not at all. I'm. I, I don't think so. I don't think that's appropriate. I think we're going to have, I'm going to come up with a different date. When you're not actively involved or participating in attending to the needs of a patient, Um, let me see if I can get a different date here. Yeah. So, uh, the look on the judge's face as he's trying to explain it is like, what the heck is going on now? I don't know anything really about setting court dates, but, uh, I, I don't think like it's something you plan out, right? Like he should have known he shouldn't have planned a, uh. Surgery at that time. So I don't know. I feel like there's a lot more to this story that we don't know. But at the same time, just in the world that we're in and using Zoom and everything, it is a little weird and a little hilarious that a guy wanted to uh, go to make his court appearance while performing surgery. What I think would be really interesting is if it turns out he was actually just dressing up as a surgeon and he has a filter on the background to make it look like a hospital, maybe he's just outsmarted everyone. Here's number one one number 1 okay i put this at number 1 because i love this series of movies and they're making it into a disney plus series and it's one that just hits me close to the heart because i grew up watching these movies and it was one show that really inspired me to uh, just do good and to do uh to always push yourself uh one of my mottos in life is to keep moving forward and this is one of the shows that did it uh or movies it is now turning into a show this is a trailer for the mighty ducks you are losers we're not losers Raff, did you not just see that do your job arrest someone no, give up enough. we both know you can make such a big difference with these kids I spent my entire life chasing hockey, and I have absolutely nothing to show for you. You have us. Your path was running easy when the feeling was strong. It always felt like I was just hanging on. But not anymore taken too much crap for too long not where i thought i would be but i'm trying to do something different here yeah so this show just looks like a wholesome good time it's about these underdog kids like the classic mighty ducks tale these underdog kids that will work together uh to play hockey and do really good i think it's interesting that the mighty ducks themselves like in the mo- in the show are still a thing But it looks like they're the enemies of these kids. So all the original well I should say some of the original actors are coming back. I hope that some of the players will make appearances because uh, I think Kenan Thompson uh, was even in the original one. But I love this series. I love the message of it and I really hope that it will also inspire kids like it did for me. That is the Mighty Ducks Game Changers and it's coming to Disney Plus on March 26th. It will be a series not a movie. And with that you guys that is it. That is the Geek Show for the week i hope you all have a fantastic weekend go do something good go do something great uh the weather's finally getting warmer now maybe we're finally going to enter spring here but just keep holding on and remember you are never alone in this geek world uh locally or nationally you there are geeks everywhere so don't ever feel uh sad and remember to uh lift each other up don't push yourselves down and as always if you're ever feeling down ever feeling sad always feel free to reach out for me. With that, you guys, have a fantastic weekend. This is The Geek Show on 1470 and 100.3 WMBD.